Welcome to the Intesa San Paolo Talks. Hello and welcome to another episode in our Intesa San Paolo Talks podcast series on the Italian way to a circular economy. Let's start with a fact. It takes 5,000 gallons of water to make a single T-shirt and a pair of jeans. That's just one of many figures showing just how environmentally unfriendly many parts of the fashion industry can be. But it doesn't have to be that way. And that's why the fashion industry, with all its Italian heritage, is one of the key focuses for Italy's most socially responsible bank. Coming up, we'll be talking about the Ellen MacArthur Foundation's Make Fashion Circular Initiative and finding out just how Intesa San Paolo is helping the fashion world waste less and reuse more. But first, let's meet an Italian company that's having an impact on that statistic about jeans. Candiani Denim near Milan describes itself as the greenest company in the blue world. And Alberto Candiani is their CEO. I grabbed him for a few minutes in his busy schedule and asked him why the circular economy is so important to him. It takes a lot of water and a lot of chemicals to make a pair of jeans. That's what we want to change. This is not easy because denim is something you want to change without changing it. Because denim is such a specific, original fabric that you want to innovate it, but you don't really want to change the look, the aesthetics. Not much. You want to stay, you know, you want to stick to what denim represents. So denim is mostly made of cotton and indigo. Both those raw materials, we we don't want to change those. We want those to become better ingredients. At the same time, we're working with smart fibers like Lyocell, like Tencel, or recycled fibers that they include recycled cotton. I see more and more fibers into a new generation of denim including biosynthetics. It's interesting listening to somebody like you because you're obviously so passionate about this and you obviously care so much and you obviously look into every aspect of it and research everything in such depth. But it's an enormous industry. It's an industry of of vast scale. How much difference do you think you as a company can make beyond what you are doing yourselves? I believe we can be influential just because we are very much known. We inspire the brands we work with. Our research and development is nonstop and we really we really think forward. We we consider ourselves to be purists of innovation more than denim purists and um and I believe this is also why we still exist. And with your customers I mean, this is a simplistic question, and it's the, I'm sure the answer is complicated. But are they buying your product because you're sustainable, or is it all because of the quality of your product and the nature of your product? I believe those two things go together, especially today. I mean, 10 years ago, not many were caring about sustainability, and you know they were sourcing Candiani because of the premium quality and the Made in Italy story. Today, we know how to make nice fabrics. Uh, we, we are proving we know how to make them uh, greener or cleaner. And uh, the new premium is the sustainable content. I wonder whether eventually there'll come a point where not having a sustainable denim in your jeans or whatever makes it hard to sell your product, that it becomes that customers and consumers demand that things are recyclable, biodegradable, reusable in some way or other. It should be like that. You know, traditional denim just made 
like whatever cotton, whatever indigo, with a whatever technology. It makes no sense no more. It's a waste. It's a waste of everything. It's a waste of water, chemicals, of, of everything. So you have to prove you are making a better product, but I think this is going to be very much related to the concept of transparency and traceability. So in a way, the end consumer shall be able to access, you know, the uh, the actual how it's made, where it's made. And in a way, that's going to change the way the consumer will make its choice. I honestly believe that if you apply tangible sustainability, you should be proving it. It's fun. It's actually a fun challenge to change one of the most democratic and popular fabrics in the world because not many really know what's behind the production and uh, how much it takes to make a pair of jeans. But I am perfectly aware we can make that way more efficient. That was Alberto Candiani. Of course, denim isn't the only component in the fashion world, and it will take the whole industry to deal with the issues that make fashion one of the biggest problem areas for sustainability. That may be why the Ellen MacArthur Foundation has made the fashion industry one of its core areas of work with its Make Fashion Circular initiative. Laura Balmond is the project manager of that initiative, and she's clear how much work she has to do. So with Make Fashion Circular, we have three core principles that we are working on with a, a whole group of uh, the fashion industry who represent right from people that make fibres through to materials, uh, retailers, brands, and then actually the people that are collecting, sorting and recycling clothing. And we want to work across across the three areas that are firstly making sure that clothes stay in use for as long as possible, um, because over the last sort of 15 or so years, the production of clothing has doubled. Meanwhile, how much we use it has actually decreased by nearly 40%. So it's essential to get much more use out of our clothes. The second one is to ensure that when we make clothes from the very beginning, they are made with materials that are not harmful, um, either to human health or to the environment. And that actually also with the design, when clothes are produced, they are designed in a way that they can be taken apart and the materials can be recycled back into new products. There's always this figure that, or this thing that's, that's said that, you know, it's the second most polluting industry in the world and everything. So at one level, I guess there's a lot to go at. At another level, it's a big thing to have bitten off, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it's huge and, and very topical. Uh, you know, if you look at the greenhouse gas emissions from the fashion industry. In 2015, the production of clothing actually contributed 1.2 billion tonnes of greenhouse gas emissions to, to the environment, which is more than all international flights and, and, and shipping combined. Um, so there is a huge, huge challenge in where to start. But what we're really looking at is how do you actually start to challenge and ask yourself the question, what is my product going to be used for? How do I make sure that those materials will stay in use for as long as possible? And once they're no longer used, how can I ensure that they end up being put back in either to be clothes again or that they can be put back into the natural system in a way that's not harmful? Do you think the main approach is to talk to manufacturers and producers or consumers? Because, you know, if, if consumers didn't want to wear a different dress every day, every Saturday night, he says slightly glibly, or, you know, um, blokes didn't want to wear a different T-shirt every time they go out. 
you, you wouldn't necessarily have the problem. It's an interesting one because the circular economy presents an opportunity for the different different actors across the industry to meet customer needs better, but particularly brands. And you can imagine there's you've mentioned the people that want to have you know lots of choice and change their clothes quite regularly, maybe wear different outfits for different nights out. To keep those clothes in use, they are perfect for something like a rental model, whereby that person gets the need that they have of, I want to only wear it once, but it can then be passed on to someone else and rented again. And the actual materials, the clothes themselves are still being kept in use. And we're seeing successful companies like Rent the Runway or Y Closet in China doing this. And then you have the other end of the spectrum whereby there's people that maybe find you know, the perfect pair of jeans and they never want them to wear out. Um, and so therefore, actually, the brands and, and the people making those clothes can actually support that need by making the product much more durable. And for us, what we've done is, um, you mentioned you know, the customers can very much ask the brands to provide better choices, but if the choices aren't there, then it's very difficult for the customers to actually make that decision. We have uh, set up a project whereby we've really broken it down because it is incredibly complex. So with our project called the Jeans Redesign, We've taken down the three principles of the circular economy and said, what would that mean if you actually had to apply that across all of the supply chain uh, to create genes that fit into that? And therefore, we've specified minimum criteria that if you make genes, they really should be meeting these across the durability and how long they last, their materials health, so how they're made and, and the materials that get put in them um, shouldn't be having any negative impacts on, on people in the environment the way they are designed to be recycled, so ensuring that the materials match up with available recycling processes today. And there's some interesting challenges we surface that if you mix lots of different materials together, and that's where sort of organizations such as Intesa can, can support. But of course, it is definitely a, a materials innovation and a creativity challenge. That was Laura Bauman from the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. And talking of Intesa San Paolo, I've been speaking to Anna Monticelli, who leads the Intesa San Paolo Circular Economy Desk. It has the responsibility of investing the bank's new £5 billion circular economy fund. And I asked her whether the combination of an Italian bank and fashion gave her a particular opportunity to influence people. What is important to say is that we uh, see a very um, fast growth of uh, some of the most important business models, which is uh, rental. Uh, we see that uh, uh, in 2023, the fashion rental market uh, uh, will uh, will double. So uh, we think that this could be a, a real opportunity for companies, uh, uh, both uh, uh, simple rental or rental uh, with a subscription. Uh, and we uh, we see many startups uh, involved in this um, in this area. Uh, that can offer their uh, services uh, to uh, to big companies. So it's a sort of uh, open innovation that could be really interesting in in fashion industry. We talked to Alberto Candiani of Candiani Denim. A great story, but is that typical, or or is that still sadly atypical? You know, a, an example that that's not copied by others. Uh, well, of course, we are trying to find uh, projects as good as uh, as that one. I know that many companies uh, are starting understanding a circular economy paradigm, but not many are uh, ready to to start uh, 
investing and changing their processes and their business models. It's a, it's a journey. We know that they need support, cultural support in particular. It is a cultural transformation and they need to better understand what kind of business models they can implement, which are the most promising ones, the most interesting under a financial and economic point of view. And they also need to better understand that they are facing big risks connected to their way to do business so far. So as a bank, we have the responsibility to understand linear risk and to help companies in transforming their operations and their business models towards a more circular one. That was Anna Monticelli from Intesa San Paolo. Let's give the last word then to Alberto Candiani, CEO of Candiani Denim. When I was chatting to him, I asked him how he felt about the future. Circularity is the only way to keep going uh, with a capitalistic. I'm afraid capitalism will fail without circularity. At the same time, all these initiatives, um, the MacArthur Foundation, are very strong and they can be very influential. So it's a very good thing that I think they're, they're entertaining the change. And that was Alberto Candiani from Candiani Denim. That's it for this episode of the Intesa San Paolo Talks, the Italian way to a circular economy. If you've enjoyed it and want to hear more, then please subscribe to us using your usual podcast provider. In the meantime, thanks for listening and see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Intesa San Paolo Talks, presented by Guy Ruddle.